Well, Elena, how's your mom? She is wanting me to call her. And I need to call her because yesterday I had to call Verizon to get data added onto our plan because for some reason we're not unlimited. Neither was my dad until like this past week. Like last week he told me he was switching to unlimited and I was like, it took you long enough. I know I need to get her to switch to something else, but Mm. I didn't want to make that change without talking to her. So I just bought, you can buy like a gigabyte of extra data Mm. for $15. And so I just did that, but I need to tell her like the bill is going to be higher. I can send you $15 in the mail, but I need data to be able to drive Uber. And I did something stupid and I took, I was at Target and I wanted to check my bank account. So I turned Wi-Fi off because I was like scared that someone was gonna like hack my phone but then I forgot to turn it back on so I came home and for like two days I was just like watching TikToks like on data and I used a ton so but it would be good to be unlimited it's only $15 more a month to just switch us all to unlimited but anyway yeah I wanted to ask you before we get into the episode today or it was just Mm -hmm. something I was thinking about a lot this week because of what's happening in Ukraine but like Mm. How insane is it that we can literally watch a war happen in real time on social media? That is a very good point that I had not really thought about. That's something that we take for granted today that would not have been possible at all 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like you even think the start of the Iraq war or Afghanistan, like people were not posting videos out their doors online you know, in the mm-hmm. same way that people do these days in Ukraine or any other part of the world. It's a, a weird trajectory in my mind. Like, I remember seeing, I think it was when they killed Saddam Hussein. I remember seeing in school someone pulled it up on their phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was Sam Gearhart. I couldn't edit that <laughs> out. But, like, almost in real time, like, was watching this happen and, mm-hmm. like, That was, you know, grainy, crappy, you know, whatever, like, whenever that was, quality. And then, like, now on Instagram, it's, like, everyone has a voice, at least for now, while, like, the internet's still up. And so you're getting so much in real time. And Mm -hmm. and there's, like, so much that you can see that it makes me think, like, it's both a benefit, because, like, I think it's making people take it really seriously, but it's also, like, do we really need to be seeing all of this you know and the kids seeing it right it just reminds me of everything we talk about on this podcast of like (laughs) where is the line i guess but i'm Mm -hmm. glad that you know people are bearing witness to everything happening no i think it is as hard as it might be to watch some of that footage and to consider just how many people that these stupid pointless actions by Putin are affecting it holds him accountable like it, it it's yeah. not like they can pretend it's not happening you know this is not the holocaust where there was you know so much going on behind closed doors maybe this is not right. a, a comparison that i want to make because no one wants to talk <laughs> about the holocaust but like i i think that there are so many millions of people right now who are able to just look out their door and say this is what is happening and yeah. the rest of the world can't ignore that because it's going to have dangerous implications for the rest of the world if they do. Yeah. And there's some pretty high-profile people over there, too. Like, I saw Maxim Chmierkovsky or whatever mm-hmm. from Dancing with the Stars. is like, yep. he was there judging. And yeah. also, their president won Dancing with the Stars. 
Really? In Ukraine. Yeah, in like 2006 <laughs> or something. Like, or huh. maybe not 2006, but yeah, like a long time ago. Wow. I think I also saw a headline, but did not read an article saying Sean Penn is in Ukraine mm-hmm. working on a documentary. Yep. So hopefully he doesn't know. hit any women while he's there. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it will be interesting to see how all of this plays out. I am not the kind of person who loves to delve into international affairs like this. (laughs) So hopefully it's not something that goes on forever, but I think we are just at the beginning of a very slippery slope. I do too. Well, I was thinking since Putin might be now the most hated man on Earth... (laughs) Or the least wanted man on earth. Right. This would be a good week for us to talk about something that we've sort of had an idea of talking about for a while now and just haven't gotten around to it. We, as listeners of this podcast may know, have some perhaps unpopular opinions about certain shows (laughs) that the rest of the world seems to just be in love with and that we don't love yeah so we just thought maybe we would we would do our own version of america's least wanted and talk (laughs) about the shows that we don't like that everyone else likes and try to figure out you know what we're missing here i love this i don't know if mine are all necessarily things that people love that i hate but i have a, a little bit of both i think okay I feel like most of the shows that I don't like are ones that a lot of people do like, and I just don't get the appeal, but... Do you want to just go, like, one for one like we did with Mount Bushmore? (laughs) Sure. Do you have a set number in mind? Um, I have, like, four specific... four or five, maybe, that I had thought about. I don't know how many you had. I was thinking of four specifically, but I I can come up with more for sure. (laughs) Okay, do you want to go first? Uh, Sure, I'll go first. Okay. So I was actually in New York City this past weekend. And as you can see, if you're watching this video, I am wearing a New York City shirt that I've had for years, but it felt appropriate (laughs) since I was just there for me to wear it today. And my friend that I was with is a huge Sex and the City fan. Um, And the show that I'm bringing up first is not Sex and the City. Yeah, don't turn it off. Yes. (laughs) We went to see Carrie Bradshaw's apartment, you know, mm-hmm. the, the townhouse that they use for the exterior apartment scenes. And it was, like, generally underwhelming. Like, you could tell when you looked at it. It was like, okay, yeah, that's the door, but it wasn't, like, anything earth-shattering. Right. So, you know, it's in the West Village, and not too many blocks from there is the building that was used for the exterior shots for Friends. Ah. And I said to my friend, are you interested in also seeing the Friends apartment? And he was like, mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> and <laughs> I said, well, good, I'm glad that we share that sentiment about Friends. Because I hate Friends, okay? <laughs> I... I love having friends. I love right. <laughs> my friends in my life that are very special and important to me. But the show Friends is just not funny to me. It is mm-hmm. not like, revolutionary in any way. It did nothing for the medium of television to move it forward. It served nope. no cultural importance whatsoever. I just don't get it. And I never will. I, I don't think anyone could do any <laughs> amount of explaining to tell me why it's so great or why it's important or why I should watch it. I know, like, a part of me wants to just start from episode one and just see if I 
can get it, but the bigger part of me has no desire to ever watch another episode. Like, I think I've seen a handful on TV, but I feel the same way as you. Like, I just don't think it's that funny. I mean, it's interesting because I think in the same way, like, other shows that we do like, like Mary Tyler Moore, where the cast has a really good chemistry, I think that's a big part of it. Like, I will say, I think it's like the right people in the right roles interacting in the right way that made it really hit with people. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't excuse the fact that it's just kind of trash. It's just so banal. Like, it's so... Yeah. I, I Maybe I shouldn't use this as a descriptor for the show, but it's accurate. It just feels so white. Yeah, for real. Like, not just in terms of the cast, but, like, the show is made by white people for white people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean... I, being a white person, should be able to appreciate it there, you know, therefore, but it, it's just, like, there's nothing edgy about it. There's no, There are no risks taken. There's yeah. nothing outside of the box. It's just, like, they did a research study and was like, okay, this is what white people want to see. They want to see other white people hanging out at a cafe, not right. usually working living in apartments that they could never actually afford on their salaries. Right. A little will they, won't they? Yes. Some, you know, possible relationships here and there. I don't know. None of it works for me. All right. So I have a show that is also supposed to be funny. Also, I feel like made for white people. And mm-hmm. I also don't get it. And it is called Impractical Jokers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I cannot stand impractical jokers and i feel like i've been in so many situations in my life where i've been stuck in an apartment with people and they have that crap on the tv just to like fill the noise and it's like it is worse than nails on a chalkboard to me it is like it feels like somebody's just like scratching a sunburn on my body or like just like plucking my hairs out like one by one like it physically makes me feel bad like I just feel like antsy and like on edge like I'm like ready to like explode at any moment I cannot even put into words like how bad I think this show is and part of it is because I just don't like prank based comedy like Mm -hmm. I don't find it funny at all and Mm -hmm. that show is a lot of pranks but they're clearly orchestrated and fake and like n- no one believes like they're not even good pranks most of the time like i feel like no one is buying into it and it's not like extreme in the way that like jackass is where like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff like they're just going like to places like no human should go and it it is kind of funny because it's just shocking but impractical jokers like the guys aren't funny the jokes aren't funny the pranks aren't funny and then like I think the way that it's cut together, it almost feels like those scenes in like a movie where you'll have like somebody in like a chair and then like a hundred TVs all playing different things to like make them go like, I don't, crazy, I guess. (laughs) That's how Impractical Jokers makes me feel when I watch it is because it's Hmm. just like cutting from scene to scene and like there's no logic and there's no purpose and it's like so devoid of like any substance at all and to the people who have forced me to sit in your living room and watch this show while I feel awkward and everyone else is somehow enjoying it. Like, I 
I, a part of me will always hate you for, for doing <laughs> that to me. So I'm saying that right now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I have not watched Impractical <laughs> Jokers, I think since college. I had some friends who liked to watch it now and then. Yeah. And it was never something that I, like, wanted to watch, but I would watch it with them just because we were hanging out. I can't say I've had as visceral a reaction to it (laughs) as you seem to have had, but it's not the kind of thing that I would typically go for either because I just don't usually enjoy watching people be, like, humiliated, you know? Like, I don't like shows where someone is being pranked. Like, it's that's just not funny to me but i guess there must be a market for it if it's still on the air after all these years yeah people whose iqs are under 85 (laughs) whoa okay (laughs) well i'm gonna move on to a show it's not just the specific show but like the entire genre i would say of this show okay csi oh interesting i don't like murder investigation shows like there's just not it's just not something that appeals to me. I don't know. It all feels like, I don't know. Like, there's only so much you can do with it before it starts just being boring, I think. I agree. Like, it, with a procedural like that, if you're not, like, changing up your formula a little bit. And granted, I haven't seen, like, a ton of CSI to know, like, to what extent they do that over the course of the series. But, like, there's just not any satisfaction for me personally sitting down and watching an hour episode of this show where I know that everything is, whatever happens in the first act is going to get neatly resolved by the end of the episode and whoever did it is going to be caught because they found this thing and this thing and they did that thing and you know then there's an office romance between two of the (laughs) investigators or whatever it is like that's just not of interest to me and it's not how real life works and no i'm just i don't know I've never been into that kind of thing. Like, any of them, like Criminal Minds or... It's interesting to hear you say that, because I feel very similarly. And then uh, you saying Criminal Minds reminded me of, like, out of all of them... Like, I like, like, True Detective or Mayor of Easttown, Mm. where it's, Mm -hmm. like, a season-long murder thing. Like, that's different. And that's, like, highbrow TV. Uh But, like, CSI or Law & Order, SVU, whatever. Like, I've never gotten into any of that either. But I have seen, like, a few episodes of Criminal Minds, and I always thought, this show is almost doing something a little bit different. And I don't know what... I could never quite place my finger on it, but something about that show, I was like, I don't hate this as much as any of these other shows, but it would be so much cooler if they just did a season-long arc. And then... It got canceled or whatever, but now it's coming back on one Mm -hmm. of the streaming, probably Paramount Plus. I think, yeah. And they are going to do a season long arc with all the same characters. So I'll be interested to see, like, I might just check in with it and, and see if it actually feels the way I think it could, but I always felt like it could be better. And Mm. I think it might actually be better now that it's like doing something different with the same, like beloved characters or whatever. Mm Yeah, that sounds anyway. cool. I, I feel the same way about, like, having one big mystery play out over the course of an entire season feels right. more realistic to me, more believable, I guess. It's just always too tidy, I guess, too cookie cutter. Definitely. I get bored with it too easily if it's the same week you know the formula and you know how things are going to turn out in the end. You know that they're going to catch the guy and... Or girl... It could be a girl sometimes. Who knows? That's true. There probably was in like three episodes where there was a lady, but not my 
cup of tea. All right. I'm going to throw it back to a show that is no longer on the air, hasn't been on the air in a long time, but I've harbored a deep and intense hatred for since I was a child. Mm. It is the Lawrence Welk show. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not something I thought you were going to say today. In a very similar way to Impractical Jokers, that show puts me in a place of like, get me out of here right now. Like, it is just so squeaky clean, like, entertainment. For anyone listening who's never seen the Lawrence Welk show, count yourself lucky. But it's, like, an old-time variety show with, like, all these, like, different musicians or, like, dancers, singers, whatever. They come on, and it's hosted by this guy named Lawrence Welk. And I don't don't know why it bothers me so much. Maybe it's because, like, my parents would, like, kind of force me to watch it. But it is just so not entertaining in the slightest to me. And actually reminds me of the SNL skit, which I think was inspired by it, with, like, the three singers and then the one girl has tiny hands. Yes. Which Mm -hmm. is, like, the least timely sketch SNL has probably ever done and I also think is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like I love everyone in that sketch but that tiny hands thing is like it has stuck with me and I think about it all the time because I just think it's the lowest SNL has ever sung. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean I guess so. That's like a it is the kind of thing that you watch and go like who came up with this and yeah, who in the writer's room was like oh mid-2000s let's parody lawrence welk and right. give the one girl tiny little hands and then like <laughs> all of the levels that it has to pass through to actually make it to the air it did find the table read they you know were able to get the sets and everything built they did it at dress rehearsal and it went fine and they did it for the real show and like they did that multiple times too like it wasn't just a one-time thing i didn't know it, that like, it was funny enough to some people the first time <laughs> that they continued doing it yeah, I, don't know. I don't know maybe lauren michaels was just like really remembering his youth and <laughs> maybe <laughs> like, i don't is know the only person there who has ever seen lawrence welk <laughs> Uh, I I don't know that I've ever actually seen an episode of the Lawrence Welk show. Don't do it. Yeah, I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> I have no intention of doing that. <laughs> I would say my next show is one that sort of bothers me just because, similarly to what I said before about I don't like people being humiliated on television, I don't really like watching people humiliate themselves on television okay. by, like, acting stupidly so the next show that i'm going to talk about is maury oh because maury to me is just an excuse for stupid people to come on tv and make fools of themselves without realizing that they are making fools of themselves like every guest on that show is a joke and they aren't in on the joke And it just makes me, like, it makes me so uncomfortable for people to come on and be like, oh, you're afraid of pickles. Well, guess what? (laughs) There's a gigantic tray of pickles right behind you. And, like, that girl who's afraid of pickles, she doesn't need to do this on television. Like, if she's afraid of pickles, she should be dealing with that fear behind closed doors. Yeah. they're, They're just exploiting her. 
because of her sensational fear of pickles. Right. Why do we need to be doing this to people? Are you trying to tell us right now that you are the one with the fear of pickles? No, I love pickles. If somebody has pickles, send them to me and I will eat them. You're turning around to see that tray and wolfing them down. Oh, yeah. I I would be stuffing that whole tray of pickles down my gullet. And then, of course, Maury's probably best known for the are you the father kind of stuff. Right. Again, why does this paternity suit need to be settled on air? You know? Like... Yeah. I just don't get why people put themselves in that situation. Like, what good could it possibly do them? Everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame. They do, but it's like, at what expense? (laughs) At what cost? Like, are are you trying to become... A GIF? Or trying to become, you know... People were doing it before GIFs GIFs existed. I guess so. I love Maury, but... (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) He's also, like, way older than you would think he is. He's, like, in his 80s. Is he really now? Wow. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So, I have a show that also played on daytime TV. I don't know why I'm trying to like segue everything, but Mm -mm. that I really hate. And I do feel like it's, it's loved by a lot of people, but I wish that it would go away. It is family feud. Oh, okay. I don't like a thing about it. Like (laughs) I, I really don't like Steve Harvey now that he's the host. Yeah. I think he's just a totally off-putting person and not funny and he's always like just raising his the humor is all derived yes from his reactions to things which (laughs) i personally don't find funny either and it's also always a black family and a white family usually or there's like Mm -hmm. some element of race (laughs) racial competition (laughs) (laughs) which which feels really wrong (laughs) and i don't like the guessing of these things like who are they asking these questions to i've always had that question yes (laughs) like sometimes it makes no sense and then people are guessing their guesses don't make any sense and i'm just like screaming at my tv like how stupid are you people (laughs) That you are guessing this thing. It's just so frustrating to me. And how does the scoring work? I mean, really. Well, you um, earn points for as number as many of the 100 people said the, I, the answer that you give. And you have up to three strikes. And so you right. accumulate as many points from those answers on the board. And then once you get those three strikes, then the other team has a chance to steal the points that you earned. And if they guess an answer that is still remaining on the board, they get those points. If their answer is not on the board, then you get those points. And then the first team to 300 points wins. See, I feel like every time I watch, like, everything is just in increments of 10, which Hmm. I I maybe I'm just not paying close enough attention. And then there's, like, the rapid thing at the end. But everyone's seen Family Feud. They know what it's like. It's just, go away. Like, it's (laughs) just not, it's just... It's, it was never good, and it's especially worse now that that man is at the helm of it. Uh-huh. I will say that I was, like, a huge fan of the Richard Dawson era Family Feud. Like, when I was a kid, it was always on Game Show Network. Which one is he? You know, from the 70s. Okay. Uh, like, the original. Uh, I feel like back then, the game was just so much more wholesome. Like, you would yeah. watch it, and the category would be, like, name a food that is yellow. And... 
you know, there's <laughs> however many yellow foods that they could spout off. And now it's like, name something that a man likes to look at on a woman. Yeah. And it, then all of the answers are not like the actual word that anyone would use. It's not like boobs. They will use like fun bags or like they'll use some weird disgusting like <laughs> uh, yes some alternative to just using the actual word instead of lips it will be like big kissers or something stupid like it and it's like why first of all yeah. why does everything need to be kind of naughty and sexual well that's this? steve harvey too yeah he's like talking to these contestants and like that's his whole brand of humor is just like innuendo without like really ever saying anything clever mm -hmm. so it makes sense i guess that they picked him because it's right in line with what they're trying to do these days i guess so also i feel like i should point out that back in the richard dawson days of family feud he kissed every single woman who was ever on the show on the lips like he would greet them like coming down the line with a kiss on the lips it's how you get cold sores yes can you imagine how many herpes outbreaks there were because of family feud back in the day i mean Disgusting. it was the 70s sure yeah. like people were swinging people still are they are yes but were they going on family feud to swing probably not but it happened, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, do we want to each do one more, or should we call it? Because it's been... Well, we have been talking for some time, but if you have another quick one... Okay, I have a quick one. I don't have a lot to say about it, but I just want to throw it out there that I always hated the Proud family. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> do you have another quick one? <laughs> um, This is another talk show. I just said Maury before, but I don't like The View at all. I almost said that. Yeah. Uh, well, the view and the talk, both. I would say okay. I probably dislike the talk more because it seems okay. like they never say anything of substance on it. It's mm -hmm. like they'll ask a question. It'd be like, do you think that Saddam Hussein was an evil person? Bringing it full circle to Saddam. And it has like no context of like anything to do with anything. And then everyone in the audience will be like, yes, he is. And then it'll be like, Sharon Osbourne would say something like, well, you know, we have to consider both sides of this issue. And, you know, then she would say something that was kind of racist, and that's why she's not on the show anymore. Right. And then Julie Chen would be like, I stand by my husband, who has, you know, allegedly assaulted all these women. I don't care. I'm changing my name to let Julie Chen moon vest. And that's why she's not on the show anymore. And then Sarah Gilbert would sit there and <laughs> say, like, something in the most monotone, boring voice that anyone has ever used. And that's why she's not on the show anymore. And then Cheryl Underwood would make some joke about how she's a big black woman. And she's still on the show for some reason, even though that's all she's been doing for 15 years and it's just like come on why does this need to exist yeah but then the view on the other hand is just like ladies going at yes. it it's just like it's wwe smackdown but we're you know talking about whether the democrats need to do something different to get their tax increase passed through congress you know like oh and then I megan just... mccain my father <laughs> right. she's still on the show like everything is just her dad. i don't know if she is Whoopi told her to shut up recently was uh -huh. literally just like stop talking uh, anyway i just no thank you to any of those doesn't Whoopi not believe in the holocaust so Whoopi was saying recently that she 
believed the Holocaust was not about race. Okay. And that was a hot take during the hot topics on The View. Interesting. Um, so she got suspended. I think she is back now, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. So anyway. Well, on that note... <laughs> That's probably all that we need to go through today, and we hope that you have hated all of these shows as much as we have. Um, if you love any of them and you feel offended by the things that we have said, keep those opinions to yourself, because yeah. we don't really care. Yeah, you shut up. <laughs> Fine, Whoopi. <laughs> all right, I've been Elena Hillard. And I've been Cody Hoffman. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Televisionary. If you like what you heard, share this episode with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Televisionary Podcast, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Bye!